We're going to continue on the shepherd, the valley, and the table. We're in Psalm 23. And, and through this series, we're looking over five weeks um, at, Psalm, at the six verses of Psalm 23. Today, we're going to focus on verse 2 and 3. But last week, we, we, we started with, um, and, and we're doing kind of mottos or mantras through this series. I, I want you to get the phrase that we say for the day, and I want you to repeat it through the week. I really want you to ingrain it in your mind, because I believe that Psalm 23, while it's often used as a funeral or a hard times text, Psalm 23 is a great text to teach us how to walk through life every single day. And so, so last week we started with verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. There we go. We, are, we, we heard last week, we learned that we are all sheep. We're sheep, right? Is, my, is that getting any better or is it the same? It's, we're all sheep and we need a shepherd a shepherd that will lead us and guide us. That was last week. The good news is we have a savior, we have a God that loves us and that wants to lead us and guide us every step of the way. This week's motto, this week's mantra is, he, say he, guides my path. He guides my path. That's, you, that's what I want you to get in your mind this week. And as we look at God's word today, we're going to look at several different ways that the Good Shepherd leads us and guides our path. And my prayer today is that I know everyone's in different places, everyone has different things going on in their life, but my prayer is that each and every one of us will hear from the Holy Spirit and that we will allow the Good Shepherd to guide our path, not just today, but all week and every day of our lives. So, so I want to start with just a couple stories. One of these stories I know you've heard before. I, I used to, it, it used to really bother me um, when other pastors would tell the same stories over and over again. So I'm going to start by apologizing for telling a story that I've, I've told over and over again. But when I graduated college, I was a big Shaquille O'Neal fan, big Lakers fan. And, and, and one of my best friends here at the church, his name was Rob Root. We called him Doogie. And so, so he was... You know, Rob was like your best friend and your biggest fan. So whoever you rooted for, he rooted for because he wanted you to be happy. And so we graduated college and we decided that we needed to go to L.A. and we needed to see the Lakers play. And so Rob and I started looking online. We bought tickets and, and, and we bought flights. And the two of us, we're talking like 22 years old, maybe even younger than that, the two of us, got on a plane and flew to L.A. Just two young guys, and you guys, I've talked quite a bit in, in my messages about how great of a preparer I am, right? I'm not very good at planning. I'm not very good at packing. I'm not good at the whole trip thing. And so it was just Rob and I getting on a plane, going to L.A., and do you know how much of a plan we had? Zero. We had no maps. We had no GPS. I know some of you like, well, you had a phone. No, not one that showed us where to go. And we flew into LA and we got in there at nighttime. And me being the genius I am, I, I said, man, we need to go find the Staples Center. Man, let's just, we got a rental car. Let's, let's go and let's find, I mean, it's just LA, right? It'll be easy to navigate. And so Rob and I jump in the car 
and we start driving in LA to find the Staples Center because we got to see where Shaq plays. I mean, this was the level of like craziness that I watched every single one of his games, every single one of them. And, and, and so we started driving. And have you ever heard the, the phrase, uh, sheep without a shepherd? <laughs> we start driving, we're in the car, we're driving through just little LA, you know, just the two of us geniuses. And we start going and all of a sudden, we realize we're lost. We don't know where we're at. And so we pull off the interstate and, and we pull into a gas station and I, I see the street sign and it's a little bit alarming because the street sign, like I knew that street. Now, I, I don't know LA very well. You know how I knew that street? Because the popular rappers of the day used that street to talk about things in their raps. And I was like, oh, Crenshaw Boulevard, I know that one. And all of a sudden I realized we're not in the best place. And I look around and there's bars on the doors and windows and I thought, we're in some trouble here. Sheep without a shepherd. Uh, another thing, and th this is kind of a plug al also for, for something coming up, um, Faith Promise is November 6th, that's the start of our missions month, and, and one of the cool things that I've gotten to experience in my life is going on mission trips just to different places in the world, and one of the places I got to go was in eighth grade, we got to go to the jungles of Peru, eighth grade, I mean just young teenager, annoying teenager, dirty teenager. We went to the jungles of Peru, and the missionary there was Larry Garman. The reason I tell you, Larry is coming to speak to us on November 6th, and you're not going to want to miss it. Larry is awesome. In the past, I don't know if he's going to, I kind of joked with him the other day, and I'm afraid of what I've committed myself to, but in the past, he would shoot a blowgun or a blow dart and pop a balloon off someone's head. And so I'm not promising you anything, but I'm telling you, this guy is awesome. And so, so I want you to get the, the story on one side of Rob and I, sheep without a shepherd, lost in the middle of LA. On the other side, here I am in eighth grade and I go to the jungles of Peru. The difference was we had a guide. See, Larry had lived, he spent over 30 years in the jungles of Peru. And he knew everything about that place. He knew where we needed to eat. He knew where we shouldn't go. And, and one day he says, hey, hey, follow us, guys. And so we start going, and we're walking through the jungles of Peru. I mean, the grass up to here and then trees down to here. And he's leading us through this place, and we're following. And, I mean, he's such a funny guy. He started, like, hitting the trees, and we thought snakes were going to drop on us. And so it was, like, scaring us. But, but we're following him, and all of a sudden we come to this beautiful, like, jungle pool See, he was our guide. He, he led us to the best places. Two very, two different trips, two very different outcomes. One of the biggest differences is we had a guide or a shepherd. So, so we're going to be looking at Psalm 23. And, and, and today, first week, the Lord is my shepherd. Today, he guides my path. So why don't you stand with me? We're going to read the 23rd Psalm. And we're going to really focus in on verse 2 and 3, but, but we'll read the whole thing. I want to invite you. I know some of you might have this memorized. It's going to be on the screen. If you want to read along with me, you're welcome to. Um, but let's read the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 
He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All right, sit down. We're going verse 2 and 3. And, and there's three things, three ways that the good shepherd leads us that we'll see in verse 2 and 3. So, so once again, let me, let, me, let me tell you what I'm hoping happens. And listen, it's not up to me. I hope the Spirit speaks and moves, however. But, but my, my prayer is that every single one of us will hear God's Word today. And regardless of where you're at in your faith and your journey, you will understand that there is a good shepherd that wants to lead you today, to guide your path. He guides my path. So here we go, verse 2. The first thing it says is, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. The second word there sticks out to me. He what? Makes. How many of you enjoy being made to do things? Nobody. Nobody likes being made to do things, right? In fact, this week, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Eight of you are going to come up to me and tell me not to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. This week, uh, there was an opportunity presented me, and I knew it was going to be a challenge. And so I went home, and I said, hey, Megan, there's this opportunity. And she said, you're not doing that. Now, she doesn't usually say things like that, but I don't like being told what to do. And I said, well... And I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but, but, I, but for a moment, I was like, well, hold on now. <laughs> You're not going to tell me what to do. But yeah, she is. I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but we don't like being made to do things, do we? Most of the time, if we're made to do something, we're going we're gonna to push back against it. And we're, but, but David, the psalmist here, says, the Lord is my shepherd, and he makes me lie down in green pastures. This word is important. Because if the Lord is going to be our shepherd, if the Lord is going to be our guide, is going to guide our paths, sometimes the Lord will need to make us do things. Sometimes the Lord needs to make us lie down in green pastures. I've learned this with my kids. Things that you think should be common sense, you have to make your children do. Like sleep. I love sleeping. I love to sleep. Not my kids. Last night, Charlie's, we're getting ready for bed. We're watching football. It's like 9.15, and Megan says it's time to go to bed, and Charlie's like, I don't need to go to bed. It's not even a school night. I should get to stay up all night. And, and I'm like, no, you need, you're tired, man. And he's like, oh, I'm not tired. Go to bed. So here's, here's what we did, because, you know, I, I know my son well. So I said, hey, how about we turn all the lights off and you lay on the couch, and I'm, we're not going to make you go to bed, but he's asleep almost instantly. Sometimes we just need sleep, right? And, and, and then there's the other thing that this is, uh, I love to sleep. I also love to eat. My children don't always love to eat. I, I mean, like, sometimes I, we'll have good food in front of us, and they're like, nah, I don't want to eat. I'll say, you need to eat. You're not healthy if you're not eating. And, but 
They don't want to, and sometimes we have to make our children eat. Maybe, maybe my favorite today is in first service, Megan walked in, and Sam, I shouldn't be telling you his name, but Sam went on a preteen ret retreat this weekend at the campground, and she walked in, and you know what she said to me? She said, hey, I just saw Sam, and he's disgusting. <laughs> We need to make our kids bathe, don't we? Like, kids don't like to bathe. I was there once, uh, you know, brush their teeth. We have to make our kids brush their teeth. These are like things that are good for them, but they won't do it left on their own. They would never bathe or brush their teeth, and they would just eat, you know, Twizzlers all the time, and they'd never sleep. They'd be monsters. They're already kind of monsters. We have to make them do things in the same way we are like sheep, and you don't always know what's best for you. There are times in your life that you need the good shepherd to make you lie down, or to make you eat, or to make you do something else. And so he starts, he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, I want us to get the right picture here. Because I think in my mind, growing up, I heard he makes me lie down in green pastures, and I thought, oh, like beautiful, soft grass, like lush grass, like, like this beautiful place. Like he, let's get the context of where this is being written. This is being written in the Middle East, and it, it, I don't know how much you know about that area, but there's not exactly a ton of green pastures as we think of green pastures. And in fact, I've done a little bit of research because I thought, well, maybe it was, maybe when, it, when this was written, it was different, but most people believe that it's been desert atmosphere for, for around like 5,000 years or so. And, and so this is, a, this is a dry climate. And when we think green pastures, we think this beautiful flowing grass, really what that area looks like is pretty brown and it's rocky, but every so often you'll see that there's a rock, and under the rock there's been a little bit of moisture that's been trapped, and you start to see some grass sprouting. And if you look across this hillside, it's not exactly green, but there are these small patches of grass. And, and David says, the Lord is my shepherd, he makes me lie down in green pastures. So, so here's where I've always kind of gotten this wrong. I always thought it was like, hey, there's just grass everywhere, and, and the shepherd makes me lie down in this abundance. But the real picture here is that the shepherd leads us to the spots where we can get nourishment and makes us eat because we need it, makes us lie down. And so it's not this abundance. If we had an abundance, if there was grass everywhere, what would we need a shepherd for? But, but the shepherd leads us and makes us lie down in these green pastures, green pastures. There's a, there's a saying, um, one of my, our, my good friends, Mike Aaron, who's on the board, we always have this discussion because board, board meeting nights are pretty busy, and we have meetings before board meeting, and sometimes board meeting can go late, and, and so there's this saying that we say, and it's this, eat when you can, eat when you can. If you have a chance to eat before board meeting, you should eat before board meeting because if you don't, it could be 10 o'clock and then you're forced to go to Taco Bell because nothing else is open. So eat when you can. That's kind of this idea that the shepherd is leading us to eat where there's food, to lie down. I love that, to make us lie down. 
I, I think one of the things in our culture that we miss the most is we get so busy, and, and sometimes the shepherd has to say, hey, lie down and get some nourishment. Just take it easy. The second thing he says, he leads me beside quiet waters. One of, the things, one of the, the things that I studied was talking about how, you know, sheep are feeble, and if they go to roaring rivers then, and try to drink out of it, they'll fall in. But, you know, this isn't written in a place where there's just tons of, you know, water all around. This is a place, this is a desert, where the shepherd has to find the spots where there's water. And so, the, once again, the picture is that the good shepherd leads us to where there is food and where there is water so that we have what we need. So our good shepherd knows exactly what we need and exactly when we need it. I've got good news for you today. I'm sure there's some people in here that are just kinda, you're tired. Maybe you don't wanna admit it. Maybe you're hungry spiritually. Maybe you're thirsty. Maybe you're in just a dry season. The good news is this, we have a good shepherd that knows exactly what we need, and if we will let him guide our paths, he'll take us and give us everything that we need. The first thing the good shepherd does is meets all of our needs. The second thing we see in verse 3, it says, he refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. Once again, this is imagery that I've probably gotten wrong. When I think refreshes my soul, I think like throw some cold water on my face and I'm awake. But, but this word refreshes, the word is shuv. And, and the idea behind it is that, that it's to turn back or to restore to what it should be. It's not just throwing some water and waking us up. It's turning us back to where we should be, reconciling us, restoring us. So when it says he refreshes my soul, it's talking about him guiding us back. See, sheep go astray quite often. We go astray quite often. How, this is absolutely true for me, that I can be focusing on God and doing all the right things. I used an example of like a soap ad on Facebook last week. It's so easy for me to be walking down the right path and all of a sudden I get distracted by something over here. The idea here is that when we go astray, the shepherd guides us back, brings us back to where we need to be. I don't, I don't think this is necessarily talking about like, like a sheep that hates the shepherd, and I don't think this is talking about like crazy sin or anything. I think this is saying when we go astray, when we lose our way, the shepherd guides us back. Last Thursday, we got to go to the Bengals game. I took three kids with me. And that can be pretty, like, scary, walking through the giant crowds with three little kids with you. And so every once in a while, Charlie would get ahead of me. And, and Charlie, like, we're, we're following this big group of people, and, you know, I know exactly where we need to go. But every once in a while, Charlie, you know, he's just got a lot on his mind, and he would just start to stray off to the side. And so I would just, I mean, I'm up here. I would just grab his head, not, not hurtfully. I would just grab his head and turn it so that he knew where to go. Like, sheep, right? So we're walking, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> See, shepherds have, like, their staff, and on it there's this crook, and the idea is that when the sheep start to stray, they, they guide them back. And so one thing that the shepherd does is meets our needs, but the other thing is the shepherd brings us back when we go astray. There, there's two levels of this. The first is this, the good shepherd 
We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory. We all went way far astray. And the good shepherd, as we talked about last week, laid down his life so that we could be forgiven. There's the, there's the reconciliation. There's the restoration and salvation. Isaiah 53 says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of us. So there's the, there's the big picture turning back. But I think this is talking maybe a little bit more about like what I was saying with Charlie, that sometimes we just get off the path a little bit. I'm trying to follow the good shepherd. I know what I need to do, but something happens, and all of a sudden I'm over here. There, there may be some of you in here that... Um, you're dealing like, like you were following the good shepherd and everything was good, but all of a sudden something happened and you just got off track. I got the opportunity to spend some time with a good friend this week. And, and he had this wonderful testimony. He said, you know, the last year I've just been really struggling and, and I've kind of gone off the path a little bit. He said, but, but the good shepherd, he didn't say the good shepherd, I'm using that for sermon purposes, but he said, the Lord brought me back, and now I'm back on the right path. What a beautiful thing. We all sometimes go astray. The shepherd wants to bring us back. Maybe some of you have just gotten to a place of like apathy. Maybe, maybe you've just gotten weary or tired or other things have gotten in the way, and, and you've just kind of like slacked off from, from following the path, the good shepherd today wants to bring us back. So the first thing, he meets our needs. The second thing, he refreshes our soul. He brings us back. He reconciles us. Our shepherd leads us to repentance and restoration. We have the Holy Spirit walking with us. And if you're anything like me, sometimes maybe you've strayed a little bit, and all of a sudden you get that nudging from the Holy Spirit saying, hey, back this way, turning our head. And here we are. Our shepherd leads us to what we need, keeps us. When we stray, turns us back. Um, the, the third thing is in verse 3 as well. It says, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. I like the King James version of this a little bit better. It says, he guides me in paths of righteousness. See, I think that's more what this is trying to say. It's not just saying we're going in the right direction, but I want us to get this picture. The shepherd meets our needs. The, the shepherd turns us when we go astray, but there's this picture I want you to get that the good shepherd actually leads you in passive righteousness. See, this is the good news. I told you, I, I kind of was mean to you last week and told you we're all sheep, right? Here's the good news. You are created in the image of God. One of the things I love about our theology in the Church of the Nazarene is that we don't believe that you have to stay broken. We don't believe you have to stay a dumb sheep. We believe that the good shepherd is leading us in paths of righteousness, leading us to be more like Christ. And so we can grow in our faithfulness, in our knowledge, in our righteousness. So he gives us what we need. He turns us when we go astray, but he's leading us in the right past. The Holy Spirit leads us in right living to become more like Christ, and it says, for his kingdom. It's not just so 
you know, we can be thought of better. It's for his kingdom. So three things that the shepherd does. He meets our needs. He restores us. And he leads us to righteousness. Listen, today I told you, I want you to hear, I don't care where you're at in your journey. I'm willing to bet that God's word today about the good shepherd is real to you. And maybe there's some of you that you're in a dry season or you're spiritually hungry. The good shepherd is here with us, wants to guide you to everything that you need. There may be some of you today that would just say, hey, I was doing it. I was following the good shepherd. But all of a sudden I got off track. The good shepherd is right here today leading us back and my, my prayer for all of us is that we will know that the Good Shepherd wants to lead us in paths of righteousness to become more and more holy, to love each other better, to honor God better, to walk in the right paths. The Good Shepherd is here. And sometimes we, sometimes we make the mistake of making faith and religion about a path. And we forget that we have a shepherd. We follow more than just a path. It's not just, hey, you need to go from here to here. We have a shepherd with us today that wants to lead us every step of the way. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand, and the worship team is going to come up, and I just want to invite you to make this statement again. We made the statement, the Lord is my shepherd. Now I want you to make this statement with me. He, say he, guides my path. Say it again. I need to make sure you're with me. He guides my path. So here's what I want you to do today. As the worship team um, starts singing, I, I want you to allow the good shepherd to guide your path today. Maybe you need some nourishment. Allow the good shepherd to lead you to nourishment. Maybe you need some restoration. Allow the good shepherd to lead you back to where you're supposed to be, reconciliation. Maybe you just need to be more and more like Christ. Today, allow the good shepherd to lead you. Father, I pray you'd speak to us and I pray that we would respond to your word today. We love you, I thank you that we have a good shepherd that loves us, that gave his life for us, and that's with us today. So Lord, lead us and guide us. You guide my path, in Jesus' name.